Hey everyone, and welcome back to Black and Cold, a true crime podcast. I am your host, Nichelle, and I am back with another episode this week. Y'all, the story I have for you today is just so crazy. Like, if you are listening to this while you're driving, working out, cleaning up, or maybe even commuting to work, get ready because you will probably have some very interesting facial expressions going on for this one. Um, It is just unfathomable. But before I jump in, I just want to give a reminder that I do take case suggestions. So if you have any specific cases that you like to see me cover on this podcast, please send them my way. I will leave the link to do so in the description of this episode. Also, to keep up with any updates, you can follow us on Instagram at black underscore cold underscore podcast. The case I will be discussing today is out of Augusta, Georgia, when a 16-year-old high school student leaves her home to go on a quick trip to help her stepfather. Now, when they both did not return home after some hours, her mom, who's also his wife, Tanya, began to suspect something wasn't right, leaving her to report them both missing. Today's episode is about the case of Latanya Janelle Carwell. Tanya Janelle Carwell, who goes by her middle name Janelle, which is how I will refer to her, was born on April 17, 2001. She was raised in Augusta, Georgia with her mother, Tanya Tripp, and was described to be an overall good kid. On Crime Watch Daily, a family friend named Pastor Angela Hardin spoke very highly of her. She noted that Janelle was an honor student, she received multiple awards in school, and she stated that Janelle even wanted to go into the medical field after she graduated. Only in her second year in high school, Janelle was also described by loved ones as being kind of quiet, very loving, and pretty mature for her age. On April 16, 2017, which was an Easter Sunday, Janelle and her family attended service at church that morning where they would then have a barbecue following at their home. The cookout was intended to celebrate both the holiday and Janelle's sweet 16 year as her birthday was the next day. According to her mother, Tanya, once church was over, the family went shopping for some meat to put on the grill, and they also purchased a birthday cake for Janelle. After some time being outside and helping out with the food, Tanya ended up removing herself from the barbecue festivities, and she went inside to get some rest. The smoke from the grill was making her not feel so well, which is why she decided to go inside the house. At around 1.30 a.m. that morning, now April 17th, and Janelle's official birthday, Tanya recalls her husband, Leon Tripp, coming to her and he asked to use her cell phone. So Tanya asked her husband why he needed to take her cell phone, and that's when Leon told her that he needed to go help a friend who he only referred to by his first name. This friend of his was having some type of car trouble in Clark Hill, South Carolina. And I learned that Clark Hill is only about 30 minutes away from Augusta, where they were, so it wasn't that far at all. 
Tanya agreed to let Leon take her phone with him because she also knew he didn't have maps or any type of navigation on his. So give or take, I'd say Leon's trip should have been around three hours, maybe a little bit more max, um, depending on what type of car issues this friend was having along with the traffic, right? So the last thing Tanya recalled was hearing Leon's truck crank up outside and the back door close. So she was like, all right, and that's when she went back to getting some rest. Now, sometime in the middle of her rest, Tanya got up and she realized Janelle was not in the house. She says that she called Leon, and that's where he told her that he ended up taking Janelle with him so she can assist him with the GPS, as he wasn't really good with technology. More hours went by, and Tanya realized her husband and daughter still hadn't got back home, and this is where she began to grow concerned. On a Facebook Live video she made after the incident, Tanya says she frantically called both Janelle and Leon back-to-back, as well as sent them text messages. Neither one of them responded or answered their phones. And this is when she knew something was wrong. For neither one of them to answer her calls, especially Janelle as a tech-savvy teen, Tanya's bells and whistles were going off. And that's when she decided to call 911 to report the two missing. As hours went by and then days with no information on where Janelle or her stepfather Leon were, Tanya cried as she appeared on local news stations, asking the public for help and pleaded that her family makes it back home safe. Two days after their disappearance, a tipster actually contacted Tanya and her family and reported that they saw Janelle walking along the side of the road in Clearwater, South Carolina at around 1.30 a.m. WJBF News 6 reports that this individual who spotted her says she was wearing a backpack and that they offered the teen a ride, but this young girl refused as she said she was meeting up with someone. Prior to her disappearance, Janelle never gave any indication that anything was wrong at home or even bothering her. However, leading up to the day that she vanished, she attended class at TW Josie High School like she normally would, but her English teacher noticed that some things weren't like her usual self. The teacher spoke to News 6 and said that Janelle began to sit in the back of the class, which she never did, and her circle of friends began to change. Janelle also told her teacher and fellow students that her birthday was approaching while mentioning that she was moving. Her teacher was a little taken back by the moving comment, but no other information was given to her other than that. According to reporter Renetta DuBose of WJBF, who followed this story closely, Tanya reported her 1990 GMC Sierra white pickup truck as either stolen or with the duo that was missing on April 20th. And just six days later, which was now nine days after Janelle and Leon vanished, the truck was spotted abandoned by investigators on Old McDuffie Road, which was only about a mile away from the trip's home. Authorities now had some type of lead, but according to Richmond County Sheriff Richard Roundtree, there were no signs of a struggle or any type of DNA or any evidence to even go off of after they searched the vehicle. With the help of their family's friend, Pastor Hardin, Tanya made a Facebook Live video about two weeks after Janelle and Leon were last seen, again asking the public for assistance and helping to bring them home. Tanya was also able to answer some questions that people had about the details of their disappearance. In the Facebook Live video quick clip that was shown on Crime Watch Daily, 
Tanya tells her viewers that she has both brain and lung cancer, which is why she was sick for one, the day of the barbecue, and two, couldn't accompany her husband Leon on the quick trip to Clarks Hill to help his friend. Her live video touched many people, and they began to make donations to Tanya and her family, helping them put together reward money for anyone with information. A total of $500 was offered by the family to someone with info on the whereabouts of Janelle and Leon. As law enforcement was still investigating, they were able to retrieve tower readings from Janelle and Leon's cell phone tracks, and that showed that the two were never even in Clarks Hill, South Carolina to begin with. But their phones did last appear in Atlanta, Georgia, which is about 140 miles away from Augusta. They also looked through Janelle's social media accounts, and it appeared all of her activity had stopped the morning that she left with her stepfather. Now, this is where things begin to go a little left in this case. On May 1st, which was 14 days after Janelle and Leon were last seen, a kidnapping warrant was issued for Leon Tripp in regards to Janelle's disappearance. And many people closest to their family were in shock when they learned of this. No one could believe Janelle's stepfather was the one that was responsible for possibly kidnapping her. And Tanya was no different. I mean, Janelle's mother didn't believe this was the case one bit. Tanya did an interview with WJBF News 6 where she said, quote, In my heart, I feel like he didn't kidnap our daughter, end quote. She then went on to say, quote, These kids go with their daddy all the time. So you mean to tell me every time they go somewhere with him, it's a kidnapping just because I didn't know at the second he left with her, end quote. Tanya stressed that her daughter Janelle was needed to help her husband with the GPS so he could get to the location of his friend who had car trouble in South Carolina. She felt there was nothing unusual about the circumstances around them leaving, but others didn't feel the same as Tanya. Her brother Charles also spoke with a local news station, and he felt this whole situation seemed a little premeditated. Charles also felt his niece would have came home if she was able to at that point. Pastor Hardin, who previously helped Tanya with sharing her story and gaining reward money, also thought it was very odd for a stepfather to take his 16-year-old stepdaughter out to help him with his friend's car trouble, his male friend's car trouble, after 1.30 a.m. in the morning. A lot of the public who heard of this case began to speculate that maybe Leon and Janelle ran off together because they were in some type of relationship behind Tanya's back. And I mean the word relationship as I say that with quotations because it is definitely not the proper term for this in my eyes if that was the case because Janelle was only a child. It would be wrong on Leon's end either way. However, when asked about this terrible rumor, Tanya told News 6, quote, really? He married to all this prettiness and he gonna run away with our daughter? Come on now, that's stupid, end quote. <laughs> so as you're listening to this episode, you're probably asking yourself, why was a kidnapping warrant even issued for Leon in the first place? Well, Leon was spotted not long after he left his home in Augusta, by a witness at a stop-and-shop grocery in Atlanta, with Janelle nowhere in sight. After his initial warrant was issued, according to Sheriff Roundtree, the police received several tips that Leon even visited people he knew in Atlanta 
all while loved ones and law enforcement were searching for him and Janelle. It was now clear to investigators that Leon was alive and well, and he had no concern for the panic that was going on in Augusta as people were scattering, searching for his stepdaughter. The police were ready to arrest him, but they had to find him first. They discovered that Leon was also no stranger to law enforcement whatsoever. Leon Tripp had previous battery, assault, as well as cruelty to children charges. He had actually met Janelle's mom, Tanya, while he was incarcerated for aggravated assault, aggravated stalking, and theft. The two stayed in frequent contact with one another and then eventually got married at the prison. Upon his release in August of 2015, after serving six years, Leon was moved into Tanya's home with her two kids on Tate Road to start a life as a family. But that freedom would soon be tested. The police continued to search the Atlanta area and Augusta area for Leon. And as that was going on, Tanya continued to maintain his innocence. The sheriff added in Crime Watch Daily that Tanya spoke out publicly to the media saying that the sheriff's department had everything all wrong. She did not feel her husband kidnapped her daughter and she felt Leon was being falsely accused. So that was her man and she was going to stick beside him, honey, okay? On Tuesday, May 23rd, 2017, just a little over one month after Janelle and her stepfather left the house, Leon Tripp was apprehended and arrested in Atlanta. U.S. Marshals arrested Leon in DeKalb County at a U-Haul facility. And guess who was right beside him when he was located? None other than Janelle's mother, Tanya Tripp. All of my New York listeners, if you are planning any type of event soon and are looking for some of the best balloon and decoration services, Neat Designs is here for you. Neat Designs offers the most gorgeous setups, whether it's for a birthday, baby shower, or just a simple brunch. And y'all, it is black owned. You can see the work that they do on their Instagram at N-E-A-T underscore designs underscore. The mother of the missing teenager who was pleading to the public for her safe return, along with her husband's, now knows her husband is alive, but he is not with her daughter. From her point of view, he was the last person to be with Janelle, but she is still missing. So why is Tanya with him now as if nothing happened? Tanya completely gave people the impression that she did not know where neither Janelle nor Leon were, but there she was with him. Authorities could not believe what they were witnessing, and they immediately knew something was not right with this whole case. When confronted about this, Tanya claimed that she happened to be traveling, and it was just a coincidence that she spotted her husband on the road. 38-year-old Leon was charged with kidnapping, and his wife wasn't off the hook either. 35-year-old Tanya was arrested as well, and charged with hindering the apprehension of a criminal. After the duo was arrested, Leon denied any involvement in regards to Janelle's disappearance. He told authorities that him and Janelle were actually going to Atlanta, not Clarks Hill, the morning that they left their home, which apparently showed a lot of inconsistencies. Leon went on to say that at some point during their ride, he gave Janelle some money for her to take the bus back to Augusta so she could go home, but he hadn't heard from her since. Authorities began to look back very closely at Tanya's initial call when she reached out to 911. 
They began to put the pieces of the story together, suggesting that Tanya knew all along that her husband wasn't going to return with 16-year-old Janelle, her own daughter. The police learned that Tanya and Leon had been secretly living in an abandoned home. The two were squatting in Oakland City, which was just within a mile from the many locations Leon has been spotted, including that stop-and-shop grocery. This indicated to investigators that Tanya fabricated the whole entire story. There was really no friend experiencing car trouble that morning to begin with. The whole plan was calculated, at least so it seemed. Sheriff Roundtree also says that the claims Tanya made about having brain and lung cancer also were simply untrue. While in custody, Leon's story began to shift as he was being held without bond. According to the prosecution, Leon provided them with a statement saying that his stepdaughter Janelle was no longer alive, but he never provided authorities with a location. Eight weeks into the search, her case officially became a homicide, which was announced by police in June of 2017. District Attorney Natalie Payne wanted to bring additional charges to the married couple as there was just too many holes in their stories suggesting that they both had something to do with the disappearance of Janelle. Tanya continued to maintain her innocence and her husband's, although Leon had allegedly made that shocking statement. Tanya just stuck with her initial story, and that was that. Her bond was set at a half a million dollars. The search for the teenager continued, and now everyone knew, sadly, they were probably looking for a body. WJBF reported that the community, along with law enforcement, looked through nearby creeks, woods, and rivers for Janelle. Searches were being conducted daily. The police were going door to door, prayer vigils were held, and the family's friend, Pastor Hardin, even shed light on Janelle's story on her local radio station. It wasn't until March 8, 2018, when a homeowner in Augusta saw what appeared to be human bones in the backyard of a vacant residence on Golden Camp Road. After being collected by investigators, dental records were able to confirm four days later that the remains were 16-year-old Latanya Janelle Carwells. They were discovered a little under a year after she disappeared. An article in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution stated that, quote, while the cause of death remains unofficial, the indictment alleges that stepfather Leon Tripp caused cruel and excessive physical and mental pain by binding the limbs and causing the death of Carwell by unknown means, end quote. Just days after Janelle's remains were discovered, those additional charges were brought on the trips. Leon was indicted on charges of murder, cruelty to children, kidnapping, and concealing a death, while Tanya got second-degree murder and concealing a death added to her initial charges of hindering the apprehension of a criminal. Both pled not guilty towards the end of 2018. The case took a standstill for almost two years, and there still continues to be a lot of motions and back and forth. But in June 2020, per WRDW, prosecutors filed a motion to introduce new evidence of more crimes. The evidence they had states that Leon and Tanya reportedly solicited someone or hired a hitman to kill Latanya Janelle Carwell on three different occasions before she vanished in April of 2017. The prosecution says the couple attempted to do this in September 
and December of 2015, and then in October of 2016. Leon may face the death penalty if convicted. However, his defense continues to fight against this, which seems why there are still a lot of delays within this case um, as of today. The community felt for Tanya initially, even giving her reward money, feeling sorry for her that her family was missing. I mean, funeral money for Janelle was raised by local businesses in the Augusta area. So many people in the community were just touched and baffled by her story. One of the many things that stuck out to me in this case was one of Tanya's interviews that I quoted earlier when she was asked if her husband and daughter ran away to be together. I'm just going to say what she said again. She said, quote, he married to all this prettiness and he going to run away with our daughter? Come on now, that's stupid, end quote. That gave me chills. That, in my opinion, gave me some indication of jealousy there and against her own child. Because who responds to a question like that? No one asked her what she looked like, but that's just me. This story is sad, overall very sad. It's just heinous. Janelle was allegedly failed by the people who were supposed to protect her. And not that Leon is off the hook, but her own mother didn't even appear to do that. She should have protected her the most. I just can't find the words for this case. And we do not know the specifics of Janelle's murder or why her life was even taken in the first place. The motive remains a mystery other than the idea that people feel her mom loved her husband more than her own child. If I could put my own opinion out there again, it seems Janelle's life was probably taken on her own birthday. As of today, the cases against Leon and Tanya Tripp are both still pending. Thank you guys, and I will be back next week with another story.